This is gonna be a fun ride. This is gonna be a fun ride. Everybody, one clap. Podcasting from beautiful East Tennessee and brought to you by Big Red Van Productions, this is Scared Money, an NFL picks and sports betting show intended for all experienced levels of players who like to laugh while they count their money. Our hosts make their picks based off what they see on the field and little else. Tonight is our pilot episode, so the guys lay out some basics for any beginners, review week 7 results, and reveal the plays they like for week 8. So take notes, might be worth it. Welcome in all you hungry, hungry sports fans. Brought to you by the Big Red Van. This is the Scared Money Podcast. I'm Wade with Hayden and Jared, bringing you all of the news that you need to know before the season comes live, and it's legal in your area to bet on these games. So, first of all, welcome in. What's up? Hello! What's up, fellas? Uh, And ladies. So, I know that there's going to be some Mm -hmm. female listeners that want in on the action, too, because I'm I'm telling you, like, we want to be your go-to picks show for the everyday person who may or may not be new to betting against the spread we're going to teach you what betting against the spread means uh, not as though we're absolutely those greasy vegas types that guarantee you winners or those types of things but we are going to give you the definitions of things and we're going to give you what we feel is the roadmap to be able to make your own decisions so that way you can have fun having a, a better stake or rooting interest in these types of games um, you know, some of those guys that'll they'll charge you three hundred dollars a month or worse. Um, but largely, these dudes pick winners at the same clip that Big Earn and I have since the beginning of this season. We don't use algorithms. We don't use analytics to make our picks. Two major ingredients, right, Jared? Two major ingredients go to into each selection here on the Scared Money podcast. Hayden probably has uh, some some slightly different ingredients. I'm what you're going to call the savant of the show. Yeah, I'm fairly uneducated. You are exactly who is going to be the large large market that these betting books are going to want to reach. I just want to have fun. They they want your money. They want you to sign up because now it's legal and it's not looked at. It's not frowned upon. What we want to do is we want to give you a community of people like yourself that are going to be new to the industry that can still see a profit if you look at games a certain way and trust your gut. Right, Jared? Exactly. Yeah, we're we're the, the everyman better. We're here for the folks that got a little bit of extra money and, and instead of putting it in the stock market and, and taking a chance there. Uh, if you're going to be sitting around all day like I am watching football on a Sunday, watching the Red Zone channel, why not throw a little bit of money in, in a sports betting account? You know, Tennessee's got DraftKings going live this weekend. Uh, for schleps like me in Kansas, we're, we're still uh, betting the offshore accounts. Um, <laughs> you know, I like to throw a little money on each game. Nothing crazy. Having a rooting interest uh, makes the games a lot more exciting. Sure. And, and, you know, I talked about those ingredients. And the things that we go off for that rooting interest are very simple. One, injury reports. You've got to know who's playing, who's not. It's probably the most important part of them setting lines and us making our picks is what kind of matchups are these teams going to create against each other. And that all comes from uh, their key players. Obvious news. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Injury reports, very important. We use that. But that's really the only data we refer to. It's our injury reports and our eyeballs. So there's a lot to be said about you know the analytics and that data. Algorithms that can filter through all of it for you and spit out something with a high probability. But nothing can replace what someone who 
who knows what they're looking at. And when they can process that information and come up with an opinion at, you know, higher than a 50% accuracy in betting, that's a good number, you know? So these dudes are taking your money for 53% winners, you know? That's like playing the slot machines. Yeah, man. Well, it really is. Like, I mean... They they can have a good week. They can have a bad week. Betting something Jared has told me since you know I've known Jared since I was a little kid. But something he's told me always about betting is it's cyclical. Like it's gonna come back around. You're gonna have hot streaks. You're gonna have cold streaks. Even the best ones. Uh, Vegas wasn't built on losses. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. If you're betting long term, I think they said that the pros, the actual pros, pros in Las Vegas. If you're hitting at 56, 55, 56% win rate, that is considered really, really good. And that's that's the minimum that you need to hit to turn a profit. So, you know, some of those guys, they might be betting $5,000, $10,000 a game. Uh, but over the course of the season, if they can hit 55, 60%, um, that's really good. And, and those are the guys that are going to make money at this long term. Wow, I don't think I could uh, put down that kind of money on a sporting event, but that's why we're not the professionals. Yeah, yeah me neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's it's analytics. It's not analytics. It's, oh. it's the eyeball test. It's like Wade said. We're we're some regular everyday guys that like to watch a lot of football. We're not going to be digging into uh, formations and defensive alignments, and when this team travels across the country and has a one in 35 record on Tuesdays in December. Uh, you know, none of that, none of that stuff. We're going to, we're going to look at the two teams and, and don't get me wrong. Locations do play a factor. Um, you know, you'll look at uh, advantages of teams playing at home that surely plays into it. Maybe not this year due to the pandemic and, and the, the reduced crowds, but um, you know, like Wade said, you know, we're just we're we're going to take a look at this thing and we're going to give you our opinions based on what we see. Um, if you like it, jump on. If not, no big deal. Yeah, I have um, no we're just, problem we're looking to have some fun. I have no problem you fading my picks. Like absolutely no. I'm probably going to fade mm-hmm. some of my own picks because I I, <laughs> I, I I put them in earlier in the week. Usually when the lines are in my favor, yeah. I play the types of games um, more so more often than not that are going to work against me if the line moves. <laughs> so I need to get yeah. it. I need to get it early uh, when the line doesn't move, which is what has already happened to one of my picks. I'll get to more of that later, but. Um, um, it's burned me three times already this year where I have a screenshot of what I want to select of six picks because we, we picked five. You know, again, we'll get into more of this. But a screenshot of six, and I got to narrow down to one of them. And the one I end up removing is is fine, but I don't ever submit them officially, quote-unquote, until the line's moved, and I've lost three times because of it. So mm. um, I like to get in on them early, but that, that has worked against me as well. So. Anyway, I think it goes without saying that we're not the show for your degenerate gambler. You know, like I I read a story about a guy that um, wagered two and a half million dollars over, I think, 20 different plays this weekend. But the 20 plays were only on four different games. There was a bunch of different props. And he ended up winning nine hundred and ninety-seven thousand, and then losing uh, a million. <laughs> and so he net, net loss of three or four thousand dollars was what it was. But just the types of plays that some people make, they have an, a problem. But I, I don't. I'm not here to cater to them. If the, again, 
if if they want to take my picks, cool, whatever. We can discuss business later. But they're the types of guys, like Jared said, they bet Southwest Mississippi State versus Samford on a Tuesday, you know, <laughs> and and they know Samford's never lost against the spread in October. So they they take those kinds of games, and we're not going to give you that kind of information at all. So uh, right. if, if that's what you're looking for, you might need another podcast. But our audience is every person out there other than the degenerate. How about that? <laughs> oh, there my gosh. Go. Well, speaking of other podcasts, we used to do a, a different like topic on our on our podcast. Yeah, and- yeah, we're in the BRV mm-hmm. studios. We're technically in the van, you know. So the loyal listeners of the Big Red Van podcast. Hopefully, and- we're we're gonna continue on. And you're going to love this new format of show. So yeah, it's the parent company of the Scared Money podcast. It of course will continue. Tell them a little bit about Big Red Van because there's going to be an element of that in this show. Well, of course, and that was that leads me to my uh, that was. Thank you for that. That was perfect. Um, anyway, so we used to do, do a show, the BRV show, called uh, Have You Heard? So we're going to still keep a little bit of that going and alive with this show. And we're going to try and bring a few stories of crazy, interesting things across the internet that uh, you maybe have never heard about. Maybe you have. I know at least the one I wanted to talk about, though, was uh, I'm sure everyone is aware of the new Borat movie. If you have not yep. treated yourself to Borat 2, <clears throat> Wade... Um, you will never get this. You will never get this. La, 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 la. So, of course, that movie was epic. We loved it. Um, and the sequel came out this past Friday. So, watched it, loved it. It was awesome. Turns out I, did, I saw a little bit of... I saw a news article about the fact that, actually, back in, what was it, 2000 and eight when did the first one come out i think it was eight it was like 12 years ago what year is it right now okay Okay. uh either way so when that movie came out the kazakhstan government banned that movie like not allowed not over here you're making fun of us banned i feel like i heard that not here in kazakhstan okay okay so now that the second one is out and it's became so famous they actually took this as an opportunity to try and show the world that kazakhstan is actually a nice place it's not a piece of shit country and so they have a new tourism slogan called it's very nice oh man that's that's awesome is is there kazakhstan is there primary export um potassium potassium yes who knows how much of that is true about the movie but uh no joke they're uh uh, ministry of tourism um that is their new slogan this year is it's very nice oh there you go which is just priceless yeah he's he's so good it is one hell of a movie that's for sure he is so good i mean regardless of your you know type of humor he is so good (laughs) <laughs> with what he does it's 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 hysterical uh, i have not seen all of it i haven't seen all of it through so uh, you've been a good friend for not ruining it for me but you have every right to it's been long enough so yeah. i want to so yeah. bad yeah have I, you I, seen the have you seen the rudy giuliani part yet that's my i question. saw that actually on twitter so okay. before okay. the movie came came out like the, the whole scene okay. at least or like just like the end of it the, before they are in the room to when he comes running out of the bathroom. So I feel like I've seen the whole scene. Oh, the I, I haven't seen okay. I haven't seen what led to them getting into the hotel room. Like Did her, it start in the like, hotel room? Uh she like brings him in there for an interview and they conduct an interview that's in a the terrible com- in the common but, space, yes. right? Yeah, and then they walk into the yeah, room right. and he's immediately down with his yeah. She's helping he, him take his microphone out of his pants. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And he's yeah. like putting and his I hand think, on her hips and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they're having drinks yeah. in the bedroom. And I'm like, bro, 
You know yeah, what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said he was trying. He said he was trying to tuck his shirt back in. I'm like, mm. okay. I've never laid down. She to tuck also, my shirt. She in. was pulling that shirt out and helping him remove that uh, yeah. radio, and he was just letting her. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and then, well, uh, yeah, and then he had his hand down his pants, and Michael Rappaport. I caught a, a piece of his podcast. He was talking about it and was referring to it as unfolding the loaf. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, he thought he, he thought it was about to go down, and so he had his hands down his pants, unfolding the loaf. <laughs> it's funny because uh, it's true. And it was, yeah, so I, I'm going to have to start using that term more often now. But, yeah, I, I, there's no way that he didn't think that it was going to go down with the Borat girl, and he got caught. Wow. Simple. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, like, almost wish that they would have let it go, like, 20 more seconds before he busts in all uh, my, uh, my back pussy is yeah. better. Yeah, I, I think I think the reason that he did was because it would have been way too hard to edit that out because he wouldn't have been able to go with that, you know, if they started doing anything. Oh. You know, he wouldn't have been able to release yeah. the movie. I well, meant, like, like at least, like, start unbuckling lawyer. his pants and, like, unzipping them or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, something, man. like, extra, extra damning, which think, you knew was, like, 20 <laughs> seconds away. That's what was so painful. It's like, Correct. It's like, just you should have waited 20 more seconds. But that's I think that's the point. Yeah. Because we all knew what was about to happen. Yeah. And he can say whatever he wants, but mm. we knew what was about to happen. That's yeah, true. And, yeah. And uh, and that's that. That's that simple. So, but God, unfolding exactly. the loaf. I like that. That's a <laughs> that's a solid statement right there. <clears throat> Man, yeah. I got nothing against that. So, okay. So, yeah. like I said, we are, we are going to be a betting show for you. So, a couple things I feel like we should do on episode one is kind of lay out a couple of the. Um, the things we're going to talk about in, in a way that you can understand if you are a beginning better. So Hayden is is playing the role of that very well, um, especially with some of the picks that you made. I'm just a guy. And uh, he's just making picks like a guy that doesn't listen to the Scared Money podcast. Let's, let's put it this way. I could spend 25 bucks every time we make a show and throw down some money. And if I win like $700 or $800 or whatever I'm picking on that it equals out that much, hell fucking yeah. If yeah. I don't, okay. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, my, my four-way can't lose parlay that I got, you know, I, I plan mm. on winning that on one play. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, there's some terms that, you, that that we need to explain to you so that we're not just throwing around stuff that sounds like Chinese and, and if you speak Chinese, some other language. Um, and Jared's going to lay out some of what are those terms, what they are, what they mean. So, Jared, uh, what do you got, man? Okay, class. Okay, uh, get out your, your pens and paper here. I'm um, going to go over just the basics of betting. There's really when you're looking at a game and you're, you're looking to wager money on a game, there's, there's really three kind of main basic aspects that you're looking at. There's the sides the totals and the money line uh, starting out with the sides that would be your basic underdog and favorite in a game so uh, just using kind of our, our where we're located regionally here let's say the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs are favored to win the game by 10 points um, so that that would be where the sides come into play. So Kansas City, you would say, okay, maybe they're better than Tennessee. Um, you know, they're they're ten points better. 
um, they would be listed uh, in your your betting app or where you're going to place your bet as minus 10. Um, and that means the Chiefs are favored to win by 10 points. So if you place a wager on the Kansas City Chiefs at minus 10, that means the Chiefs have to win the game by 11 points or more in order for you to cash that bet. I, I look at that as like pretend it's that team has to start out minus 10 points. And then right. the, when the game starts, you know, so or, or if it's plus like you were about to say um, the opposite, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Tennessee and conversely would be plus 10. So they're they're the underdogs. They would essentially be starting out the game uh, with a 10 point lead. And so they have to hold that 10 point lead for the entire game in order to win the bet. So uh, they could lose the game by nine points. But since you had that 10 points that you started out with, you would win that bet. If the Chiefs were to win, um, if it landed right on the number at 10, it would be considered a push and you would get your money back. So if you bet $100 on the Chiefs minus 10 and they won the game by 10 points, they call that a push. They call it no action which means you just get your money back and and you can put it on a different game. So that's why so, that's why you see all these point fives on the betting lines, right? Like of points. Yeah, yeah. Cuz you could never get you either win or you don't. There's no pushing. Yeah, yeah. explain the half a yeah. point, Jared. Yeah, yeah, bingo. Half a point uh in the betting industry, you'll sometimes re- uh, hear it referred to as the hook. The hook. Um so and and we'll talk about in our recap last week, but I I bet on Arizona plus three and a half. So Arizona could lose by uh three points and win the bet, but if they lost by four points, the bet's a loser. So it takes the push out of that game. So whether you're betting on the favorite or the underdog, you're either going to win or lose. You're not going to have an opportunity for a push if that half a point is is between the lines. So great question there, Hayden. And typically, so when you're betting to, and not to get too deep into it, but um, there, there's what's called a big or uh, the juice, if you will. So this is how uh, bookmakers and casinos make their money. Typically, it's it's minus 110. So if I bet the Chiefs uh, to win that game, they're a 10-point favorite, minus 110 would mean that if I wanted to win $100 on that game, I've got to bet $110 to win $100. So that's the juice, if you will, that goes to the bookmakers so that um, they give you a, a place to to take those bets. Now, moving on to the money line, uh, this is where you would pick uh, just simply the winner of the game. And those point spreads figure in. So using our example, let's say the Chiefs are minus 10. They're a pretty big favorite in this game. If you were to bet the money line, that simply means I'm betting the Chiefs to win this game. Points don't matter. Whether it's by one point or 50 points, I'm betting the Chiefs to win. Now, since the Chiefs are a big favorite in that game, if you bet them on the money line, you're not going to win as much money. Chances are your $100 bet that you place would probably win you $50, maybe $40. Um, So there are odds on those money lines. On the flip side of it, hey, I feel like Tennessee is a good team. I feel like they can beat the Chiefs. I don't want to bet the side and take those 10 points. 
I want to bet them to straight up win the game. And my $100 bet may pay out $200 right? Um, because they're a big underdog there. So that's the money line. Um, just a couple other quick things here. Totals. That's the, uh, what you'll commonly re- hear referred to as the over-under. And that means yeah, the I like, Chiefs and Titans. I like yeah, me some yeah, over-under. You know so, me. I like me some and, over-under. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, bookmakers will set an over-under, and let's say it's it's 54 in a game like this. And that means that they feel like a good starting point for how many total points are going to be scored by both teams is either you can bet over 54 or under 54 plain as that. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to take a team, but you feel like, I feel like this game's going to be a pretty high scoring game. I'd rather just bet the over and root for points. You can do that, and that's yeah, the over-under. And, and this is where you know some maybe of our insights will come into this because this is the first year that we've both put all of our picks on record for anyone to hold us accountable to them. But it's not the first year that we've made picks, you know. So, oh, absolutely. So th- there's there's obviously a reason why we were able to we're at week going into week eight and we're still both profitable on the year. So you know, it, there there are yeah. some things that go absolutely do go into it. Um, but over under like 27, like 54 points is 27, 27, mm-hmm. you know? And, and for me going mm-hmm. into it a couple of years ago, I didn't think that that was a high scoring game. And Jared just described 54 as a high scoring game. And now as a better, I do look at 54 as a relatively high scoring game and, uh, over under set at 54 to be high and not low. What do you think is it beginning better when Good. you hear, that 54 points is is this the over under do you look at that as high or low uh, i feel like it seems high like you know when when you say it for at first mm-hmm. it seems high but also like one thing i that i'm not ignorant of is that like just nfl teams and the way offenses offenses are in like the more modern era is like teams just score more points these days yep it sounds crazy because that's not what I grew up with when it comes to football. But nowadays, it's like fifty-four points. Like, man, I've I've seen some football games where that that's nothing, you know. So, I don't know. It's it, it doesn't it, seem it, high, but it does it, in my yeah. Brain. yeah. And yeah, you hit that right on the head, Hayden. Like uh, probably ten years ago, um, you know, I've, I've been doing this betting thing for a while now, probably gosh close to 20 years if that if that dates me at all but um back in the you know 10 years ago if you saw a total at 48 or 49 points that was considered high you know a lot of them would hover right around 44 46 even upper 30s um in in a lot of these games these like when you'd get two good defensive teams matched up you'd see totals at 38 39 now I feel like those even those defensive teams, those totals are getting pushed up in the mid 40s easily. And then the offensive teams are, are, are up in the 50s now. It's just, you're right, Hayden. It's, it's the way the game has gone now and offenses are way spread out and, and um, there's all this you know advanced, offensive minds in the game that are putting up huge points. And, and so uh, that's, that's the way the game has gone. Yeah. So there's plus points, minus points. So you're basically picking yeah. the underdog or the favorite in the game and giving up some points in the process. That You can bet mm-hmm. that. You can bet yeah. the over a total or under a total. And we understand what the half a point is. And we understand what the money line is, which is just picking mm-hmm. a team without 
you know, points involved. Just I think this team's going to win, and these are the odds and the payout that you get that are different from the payout with points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What else is is that pretty much? Yeah. That's pretty much the yeah. basics, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the basics. Just to throw out a couple other ones that that you'll hear us maybe talk about, or or you'll hear out in the the market, even with the betting, is prop bets. Uh, prop bets are, are becoming a lot more popular now, especially yeah, in the Super true. Bowl. Um, and prop bets would be, um, you know, quarterback uh, Tom Brady. Um, we're setting his over under passing yards at two hundred and seventy four. You want to take the over, you want to take the under. So rushing yards, receiving yards, touchdowns. So, you know, those would be considered prop bets. So if you really dig deep into it, you think like, ooh, I, this running back's, uh, you know, rushing totals only 46 yards. I think he's going to go way over that. You can definitely find a lot of value there. So that's that that can be fun. You, you can root for players that you like to, to, to you know, score points or touchdowns or things of that nature. Um, one of the other things hey, is, is quick, huge. Before, yeah, I think you said a very important word there, value. There's yeah, there's value. there's value all over the place. It, they're, they're worth, by value, they're what do you mean? Like, as in, like, it's... Like the payouts are good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. your odds on prop bets are more likely to be like plus eight hundred, plus nine hundred, which wow. means you bet a right. hundred dollars to win eight hundred dollars, or a hundred dollars to win nine hundred dollars. I'll put five on that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, good value, and I, I'll use myself for an example. I uh, I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan, and um, you know, which can is. Uh, has been a, a struggle for the last 20 years. But this year, we, we've started out pretty well. And, and so I uh, put down a futures bet at plus, I think it was like plus 2,000 um, after they beat the 49ers and were two and three. And I knew that we had the Jets coming up the week after, which everybody beats the Jets. So yeah, I'm thinking, okay. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking, okay, after next week, if Miami beats the Jets, they'll be three and three. They'll be one game behind the Bills because the Bills will likely lose to the Chiefs. At least that's how I had it played out in my head. And that's what happened. And so my bet was for Miami to win the AFC East. Um, so I think like a, a, the $50 bet would pay $1,000. So we can kind of track that throughout the podcast throughout the year uh, that goes along. But, you know, there I, I feel like there was pretty good value there because, you you know, we uh, the, the Patriots have struggled. Cam Newton struggled and the Jets are out so that I, I feel like that leaves Miami and Buffalo. And so, you know, putting that bet down early this year, I, I, I feel like I essentially have a 50% chance of hitting that bet. Maybe yeah. Buffalo's quarterback gets injured. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of L- things. Listen, that can don't, play don't into you that. wish that upon me, Ricky Bobby. I'm a you Buffalo. Just blew, <laughs> you just blew my <laughs> mind woof, woof. with what value meant when it came to these little prop bets. Yeah. yeah. It, whenever you see plus a big number, like there's value there. <laughs> and so it's a matter of. But especially is it, if you can, like, obviously break it down the way that big earn just did yep where it was like i basically have a 50 percent chance to hit it yeah. to make a thousand out of my 50 like that's it's that like would... what i said at the lead-in when someone who knows what they're looking at is telling you what they're seeing from their gut it'll make it feel like it's more of an every man's show which is what we're going for and that's 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 great. Well, I'm going to take that and go ahead and go on record here that uh, we absolutely guarantee 
All bets we make yeah. will make you uh, uh, will win. So you, disclaimer: fast talk, yeah. fast talk, fast talk, fast talk. Yeah, um, and we will add the little snippet of the phone number for Redline for those of you that are you know the ones that have a gambling problem and you need to call <laughs> Redline um, for assistance. We will add that number to future episodes, which but, is why um, I fully support the twenty-five dollar limit on like this is fun. Because 20, $25 in yeah. a week can, like I said, I, I mean, my bets right here, I mean, we're going to get to our bets, but like, I could stand to win like $700. Listen, some people buy scratcher tickets with that money. You, you know? know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's fun. There's there's some competition in it. And so I, uh, some you know, people don't, spend that at Taco Bell in one trip. Don't go overboard. Um, but I fully support the throw down like 25 bucks and see what happens. Yeah, and don't just do it blindly. Do it with some some information that you get from the Scared Money podcast, which I was about to say, yeah. which is where we right. come in. Yeah, that's where we come in. So, um, all right, listen, I, I think that our uh, listeners are set up. Um, let's uh, let's take a break, and we'll go ahead and hit them back with the review of last week. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank Fuel burning fast on an empty tank Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns Their prowess is potent and secretly stern As they speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of town The arena is empty, except for one man Still driving and striving as fast as Alright, here we are, this the is the segment of the show Where we review last week's picks Good, bad, or ugly. Uh, we take you through what we were thinking when we were uh, losing our minds watching Red Zone or watching the games or celebrating one way or the other. And and then we review them, and then uh, you can you can judge us on that. All right, Hayden? So right. This, this is your first weekend, and uh, um, you'll have some picks to review next week. But you're going to make picks this week, right? That's correct. Okay. Every week. That's Every week. A, that's in the final segment of the show. We, we finally make our picks, give you our plays for the week in Daily Fantasy. And in uh, in in what we're what we're looking at in the lines that Jared just explained, but this segment we go over last week. So Jared, why don't you kick us off? So you and I were both two and three on the week. I, I I'm you know I don't like to celebrate in anyone else's losses. I really don't. But Jared was on such a heater at the beginning of the season that he was starting to separate himself in a serious way from me. Um, but he's gone two and three in back-to-back weeks, and I don't, I don't right. wish that on anybody. But it has caught us up and brought you back down to earth a little bit. Um, it made yeah. the, made the whole it's cyclical thing ring true. So why don't you t- lead us off with your yeah. first game? We'll alternate, and uh, you go first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and like Wade mentioned, I, I was I was kind of on a heater. I was going into last week fifteen nine and one, so I went two mm. and three. So it brings me to seventeen. 12 and one i'm still at 58 percent. so i talked about earlier you know if i was at uh continued so, this current pace hold, for a whole season 17 12 and one so i know what yep. the 17 and the 12 is what's the one yep the one is a push oh, so we okay. talked about earlier yeah right, so I got you. really you just yeah so just you, get your you money can, back you can um, okay yeah you can almost just throw that out take the 17 and 12 and i'm at about 58 percent. so um, so that's pretty good so far. So game one that I have down here, I really, really liked this one. Packers and Texans over 56 and a half points scored. So um, 
I saw this game like when I was when I was first looking at it and visualizing it. Um, I was like, okay, this this game is going to be played in the '60s. Uh, I, I did think the Packers would win. I thought somewhere around 37, 31, you know, Texans had been on a roll offensively. And so I thought this, this, you know, while it is a really high total, I still thought it was going to hit. And so the final score ended up 35 to 20. So that's 55 total points scored. So I, I just missed the total by a point and a half. But kind of the, the way the game went is that the Packers – just dominated the first half and they were up 21 to nothing at halftime. Um, so no scoring from the Texans in the entire first half of the game. So that pretty much did it right there. Yeah. Game, um, game the, flow has a lot to do with it in the first two quarters is such a determining factor. On I feel like over. it's weird. Cause I know you said that the over under in points is like your thing, Wade. Like you love it. Yeah, but I, I'm I feel like so addicted to it, it. It's just I feel like it makes me want to watch the game differently. Like whenever I'm watching two teams play each other, generally I'm like all about only one of them scoring. You just points. defined rooting You're interest, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like you know, if I'm watching a game where all I'm worried about is the over under and total points, I feel like that's just weird. But it also makes it way more exciting because every time the other teams, every time doesn't matter which team scores, you're like, yes, yep. you know, like because I yeah. want oh, the yeah. points to get to a certain correct. Point. Yeah, correct. Yeah, when, I love it. When when you've bet the under, you'll hear terms like, "Man, I need a pick six here. Mm. Like a, I need a, I need a kickoff return. Like you just yeah. want points scored in a hurry. You don't want teams to stall out in the red zone and kick field goals. You want teams converting on touchdowns. And that's unless you're exactly betting the under, what and then defense is yeah. awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, 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 and then and then you'll hear terms like run the ball and tick 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 tick. <laughs> just like yeah. tick the tick the clock down and. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, this game literally sometimes, and and you'll I'll probably refer back to this, and, and I know Wade would agree with this. Sometimes you'll make bets, and even though your bet was a losing bet, you still felt like you were on the right side of the bet. And I still feel like I mean, for Houston to go an entire half without scoring a single point after what they um, did the prior it, week was it didn't uh, yeah, make any uh, sense i'm with you on that right right and well and they put up 20 points in the second half they found their groove they got moving uh green bay continues so 20 uh 14 to 26 so that's 34 points were scored in the second half and if that duplicated over the first half and i know it's it's if ands and buts and and everything like that but that just shows you like that kind of pace and scoring just needed Texans to pick it up a little bit more in the first half. One extra field goal, one extra touchdown in the first half would have sent that over. Game should have gone way over, but what can you do? So that's that That was my first one. Wade, what do you got for your first Yeah, one? so I'll, I'll use my segue skills to say one extra field goal uh, when I'm talking about the Buffalo game. So look – I, I like the Buffalo versus the hapless New York Jets. I like the rest of the civilized world came into this one knowing that the Bills could do literally whatever they wanted to do. They could score a billion points if they wanted to, or they could just 
decide to work on their kicking game, which is obviously what they decided to do. Six field goals in this one for the Bills. Not all of them red zone attempts, but they Josh Allen had over 300 yards passing in this game. No touchdowns. So, I mean, I, he had 60 yards rushing. No touchdowns. And it just was one of those infuriating games when you know that the Jets aren't even really trying to stop you. It's whatever you want to do. And it was that uh, 29-yard field goal that So are you kicked. saying that they just – no, I didn't watch this game. But so are you saying that, like, every time they would get within red zone range that they would – get to three stall out to use jared's term they would stall out and Mm -hmm. end up having to kick a field goal because they wouldn't get a first down or they wouldn't score in the goal line situations and they would end up having to kick a field goal six times in the game and then one time with a turnover right so seven seven times and it was one in the fourth quarter the first field goal the fifth field goal where they had a fourth and two from the two and decided to kick a field goal instead of go for it against the Jets. Putting And if they wouldn't have gotten it, then the Jets would have had the ball on their two-yard line. And so I, I think they obviously had bigger picture in mind. They wanted to get the reps in with the kicking game. And, you know, I'll take – Jared, I'll take the loss this week because the Bills decided to get the reps in with the kicking game so that we can beat the Dolphins later on, you know, uh, for the division. You know, yeah. w- be with the kicking game being the difference. So yeah. I, I lost this bet at Buffalo minus 9.5. However, I'm the dumbass who allowed something like the snow – to make me even change my bet to this game, I originally had Casey Denver over 46, and then I saw this forecast of snow out in Denver. And and I'm telling you, like, being born in Kansas, I am an amateur meteorologist just by law. And <laughs> yes. I, when I saw, um, personally, on the radar, the future cast of a blue blanket over Denver, like dark blue, not not this you know spotty stuff that they ended up getting. I'm like, okay, there's no way they're going to be able to throw the ball. It's going to be running the ball. The Chiefs are going to get a 15, 16-point lead, and then it's just going to be game over. I thought the Chiefs would win, but I didn't think that they would end up scoring in the 60s like it ended up being. (laughs) So uh, had I just not let the snow bother me, I would have won, had a 3-2 and week, but instead I ended up 2-3. and This was the one I was most ashamed of because I had it right in the first place. Yeah, uh, and like, and I, I think you and I were texting about this earlier, and I think a lot of the the, ma- the major betting people because they talk about weather when it gets involved in totals and and things of that nature, and um, a lot of popular opinion is that even like rain and snow, and I mean, and let, like now we're not talking about hurricane, you know, winds and rains, but like normal rain, normal snow typically doesn't affect the over and under as much as wind like 25 30 40 mile an hour winds that just really affects the passing game right um that so that's i don't know that's that's just something that i've that i've heard and but I, I would have been in the same boat you are, man, where they're calling for eight inches of snow in the game, and you feel like both teams are going to run the ball more. And they got like, a I, dusting. I, I, like, they didn't hardly yeah. get any snow. So it exactly. was it was one yeah. of those deals. But And, and I don't trust it popular to me, opinion when it, it comes to, to the It sounds to me like the meteorologists had some money on that game. And they wanted to juice it up a little bit, so they told everyone there was snow coming. This is how things work, Wade. Are you not attuned to the world? Listen, this is why I'm taking the Jets plus (laughs) 11.50 on the money line this weekend. 
you know. So we'll get to mm. more. We'll get to more of that next week. There's value, like we talked about yeah. in segment one, and it's just what happens with the Jets. Something against the spread with the Jets. It's just. And if you believe my conspiracy theories, you could win. Yeah, well, I, I just, I know what I see, and they should have beaten them by a billion. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Jared, what's your second game? Yeah, I'm going to go with my my other game that I bet the total on was the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Las Vegas Raiders. Still seems weird to say Las Vegas Raiders uh, and playing out in the uh, the the spaceship out in the desert. Um, I took the total under 53 points and and I told you the way what I looked, and I, I told you what that it, life's too short to bet the under, right? Uh, yeah, 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 I know. And I hate betting the under. Like, that's that's rooting for no points. That's rooting for a boring game. But sometimes when you look at it, I mean, money trumps everything. So I'm looking at I'm like, under, uh, okay, under, like, 53 points. Um, I saw that the Raiders played some pretty good defense against the Chiefs uh, when they came to Arrowhead a few weeks ago. They, they sacked uh, Patrick Mahomes quite a few times, frustrated him a little bit. I don't care. Tom Brady, I'm still a Tom Brady hater after all these years. I still think no matter how good he plays, I'm going to call him washed up. I know that he's not. Um, But I was like, Tom Brady, I mean, they put up 45 points, okay? And I knew that Tampa Bay's defense is really good. And so um, I just, I did not see Tampa Bay putting up 45 points against the Raiders defense. So um, I, I just, I thought, I thought Las Vegas would play better defense. Um, it the game was actually twenty four to seventeen going into the fourth quarter. So if you were, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's not bad. That's forty one points right there on a total of fifty three. So I've got another, you know, uh, you got two uh, touchdowns touched. to play with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but then Tampa Bay alone scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. So they kept the, the pedal to the metal hats off to, to Tampa and their offense. Um, you know, screw the, the Raiders for being real stinky in the fourth quarter. And that's kind of how that played out. So not, not the way I saw it happening. And, and I think that was a, it was a statement game for Tom Brady. And he looked really, really good in that game. So, yeah. um, you you know how I feel about Tom Brady. You need to stop hating on him, and it's it's <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that he still has something left um, because of you know how I, he's performing lately. He's got a lot of toys to play with, but he's got, still got something left. Oh, well, man. It sounds yeah. like Tom Brady like had a great game, but it sounds like his defense did awful. No, no, no. The defense they only gave up like seventeen points. What? Uh, 20, 20 yeah 20 yeah so, so mean, yeah that was fine they but they scored yeah. in the 40s you know so yeah. and i don't think their defense scored a touchdown it was all offensive touchdowns so yeah he, yeah, he they, was he was on point he he looks good uh tb12 is working um so yeah. i mean I, I actually liked your bet i was just kind of poking at you but i thought fi- <laughs> i thought 53 was a really good number for that game uh but i i, I didn't see that either but it, it proves it it's not just their defense down in Tampa, so 
Uh, yeah. Tom Brady's yeah, going to do it. So, like, I'll go to my second game. Uh, I bet the Dallas-Washington over 46. And let me just preface this by saying I was probably <laughs> on Ambien and muscle relaxers when I made this pick. I'm really not sure. I can't remember. But this this one really never had a chance. Like, especially once Andy Dalton lost his life and likely got his DNA altered forever with the hit that he took on that sliding <laughs> tackle. Um, the Cowboys are really bad, like, like really, really bad. Um, and now they really don't have much to play for and or hope with the QB situation. Right. Um, I'm, I'm afraid we might see some of these dudes stop caring as much with will lead to like quitting on plays and locker room dissension and stuff like that. So then it becomes a total shit show. Like I, I think the Cowboys are just an absolute mess. Um, Uh, unless if any line is short of double digits against the Cowboys for the rest of the season, I'm jumping all over it. (laughs) Like I I think that they are a bad football team and there's going to be nothing done about it. Yeah. I mean, I, after when I saw, so I I knew you had your back because obviously we share our picks together and I saw Washington jump out. Dallas was stuck on three. And Washington then I did saw... their part. They did their part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did enough. Yeah, because you, you would think, okay, Andy Dalton, he's going to, you know, they can put up some points. They're playing Washington, for God's sakes. And then I see Dalton go down and take that massive shot. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be the optimist here for Wade. Um, some guy comes in with the last name like Danucci, Danucci. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Danucci. And I thought in the back of my head, I almost thought, okay, what if this guy is the next Tony Romo for Dallas? This could be like shit. You he, know, he's the uh, air hey, filter guy for Jerry Jones. Danucci was bagging groceries a couple months ago. <laughs> um, where did they get? The, and then, I mean, after one series, like I, I saw one series, I'm like, sorry, wait, I, I don't, I don't think you're touching that bet. So yeah, it was, yeah, it that was, was a tough one. Final was 25 yeah. to three. I think that the Cowboys just they all died with Andy Dalton's soul on that hit. So yeah, I mean, well, and the devil we, got knocked out of that redhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, my my brother's a Cowboys fan. There, I mean, there's a lot of Cowboys fan, but uh, one of the guys in my fantasy football league. I mean, he's he's had some really good, funny, self deprecating humor on on the Cowboys this year. But talk about, I mean, I, you know, I'm a Dolphins fan, and I know we've had some struggles and stuff, and we're we're trying to turn the corner. But this year was supposed to be like Cowboys Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people pick Chiefs, Cowboys, Ravens, Cowboys, 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 Cowboys out of the NFC. So from being picked to go to the Super Bowl to the likely, you know, maybe worst team in the worst division. Um, and I won't call them the worst team because when you lose your superstar quarterback, that's that's uh, that's rough. But uh, ouch. I mean, rough times right now being a Cowboys. Yeah, they need to get, need to get them back to the glory hole days, right? <laughs> Jerry Jones glory is holes. glory hole days. Jerry Jones is capitalizing on glory holes these days. I guarantee it has been his whole life. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I want to interject here. Like, sure, as as a as an ignorant person such as myself, ignorant. Ig- <laughs> your words. Yeah. All right. Um, I one common thread I've heard you guys talking about so far is that like. You spoke a lot about what quarterback was playing and what was going on with their quarterback. So, sure, like, sure. Is that like, is that the way to the truth and the light? Is like, I, is that how you get there, or is that just how you guys like 
it's the way to the uh, outcome of the game is how the quarterback performs or if the quarterback survives. <laughs> um, I think a lot of times, and in my case with what I just talked about with Dallas, um, I, I think for sure for me personally, yes, I, I definitely – I only pick five games a week that I truly focus on that I'm going to put money that I'm putting money on. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can give you an opinion on all of the games, but there's five of them that I feel good about. Um, and that's the record that we have that we've, that we've kept. So, th- so yeah, those for me, 100%. I, I survey the quarterback situation and what's going on there. I just, I didn't foresee someone about losing his life. Jared, what about you? Is, is the quarterback <laughs> something that, that you heavily weigh in the games that you actually select to put your money on? Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah. And obviously that, you know, the point spread is a big, you know, determining factor in defenses and things like that. But, but yeah, obviously, and I'll get into it with my picks for next week, but if there's a couple games with teams that are pretty evenly matched and a pretty close, uh, point spread, I'll take the Russell Wilson of the world. I'll, I'll take the team where I think the guy is going to get it done in the end um, that's going to push his team over the top. So definitely something that, that you're always looking at. The quarterback drives the bus, um, so definitely something that we weigh heavily. Yeah, and I think more specifically in a overplay where you feel like mm-hmm. you have two high-power quarterbacks going against each other. Mm-hmm. So again, oh, you, yeah. you, Vegas usually puts out a number. That's tough, you know, for you in those matchups. But um, in the event that you get a juicy one, like I felt like we had earlier in the year with, you know, the Green Bay New Orleans matchup, um, I felt like Vegas was just giving people a break. But anyway, like there's some of those that that come up. But yes, the quarterback will play into more of the overplay than than anything else. So now now there's those prop bets and stuff that we talked about earlier that you would more think about specifically with the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, again, the quarterback drives the bus to use something that Jared said. So, mm-hmm. Jared, what, what's your third yeah. game? Yeah, third game is and, – and this will actually be one that I believe both of us were on. So uh, so this this is a game that Wade and I both bet the same side, and uh, it, it t- turned out well for us, so we can b- both speak to this one. But it was uh, New Orleans and Carolina. Carolina was playing at New Orleans. A seven-and-a-half-point underdog covered. Um, really, and, and so I, I watch NFL Red Zone every day. For those that are, uh, aren't aware of what Red Zone is, it's a channel that, that bounces around to all of the games that are on TV. Uh, they always try to say, okay, so-and-so team is in the red zone. I'll so warn you they, ahead of time, yeah. my wife hates it. So, like, she oh, really? she likes football, but she can't stand red zone. And they'll, like, and they, like really? split screen yeah. it, too. Like, so if two teams are in the red zone, it's on split screen, oh, right? Oh, dude, Octobox. Oct- oct- yeah, it can get all the way to eight. Oct- yeah. Yeah, yeah Octobox yeah. o- o- is the shit. Octobus, yeah. A couple, like, <laughs> How do you even watch <laughs> Yeah, a, a couple quick things about the red zone that, like, for, for those that are listening that do watch the red zone will know exactly where I'm going with this. But a couple, like, key features, like, the the every week the red zone, there's a countdown clock that starts at five minutes. So, like, at 11.55 my time, which I guess uh, 12.55 your time, that it, you turn it on the red zone channel and it's like a countdown clock. 
And it's almost like for big football fans and betting fans and fantasy football fans, it's like it's counting. It's almost like counting down to Christmas. Clock hits zero and it's like, boom, Scott Hansen comes on and, and he lays the whole um, you know, palette of games out for you and does such a great job. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the first part, the exciting part of Red Zone. And then, like every week, Scott Hansen, the host of Red Zone, has this thing to where typically there's about like eight or nine noon games. So all are noon, one o'clock Eastern time games, the early games. There's like eight or nine of them. So there's a ton of them. And when they get to, uh, probably like, uh, you know, two thirty in the afternoon when it's getting really close and the game's close. Scott Hansen will come on and say, "We have now reached the witching hour, <laughs> where wins become losses and losses become wins." And I tell you, man, when he says that shit, my heart starts beating fast. Like I'm like, okay, like I start rubbing my Here's hands my together. Like, Here's my chance. Yeah, I'm like, I, yeah, the witching hour, and I'm like, man, it just like it pulls you into that, but. But anyway, so that's that's a uh, that's a couple quick things on the red zone. It's great to, to follow all the games. But this Saints Carolina game, I didn't have a whole lot of notes on it, other than the fact that when I followed it, it was pretty much neck and neck the entire game, back and forth. Carolina actually had a shot to win the game at the end. Not a whole lot to add to that game, other than that it was back and forth, back and forth, and I feel really good about the bet we made and it covered. Yeah, I mean they're better than a lot of people think, and you know don't forget they beat the Cardinals in mm-hmm. Week Four, and they'll be getting Christian McCaffrey yep. back soon. They seem to play a lot of people tough. If I'm ever getting six and a half or more points with the Panthers, I'm probably taking the Panthers to cover. Um, so yeah, um, you know if you're one of those analytics people, I think they're three and three or three and four and three against the spread this year um but they have a win over the cardinals so and they cover against the saints so i'll I'll take them once they get mccaffrey back their offense is is plenty high powered enough to put up points to cover um and over if you see a low number with them but not a whole lot other than that i was happy to hit that i thought that they would actually win outright so um yeah all right for me moving on um because i also got that one that was one of my two wins i'll go back to my last loss which was I, I really thought that Jacksonville plus seven and a half was enough against the Chargers, but this happened to be Justin Herbert's coming out party. Like I accurately predicted this in my daily fantasy lineup, but not for the spread. Um, and and the the Chargers defense is ravaged with injuries, and Jacksonville just couldn't do a thing about it. Um, I think I want to say that. Herbert threw for 350 yards, four touchdowns, three touchdowns maybe, a rushing touchdown, 60 yards, something like that. Made play after play, made it look easy, did not look like a rookie. He's got a rocket launcher for an arm. His accuracy with deep balls is just like Aaron Rodgers. Like this man is super fun to watch. Gardner Minshew had two chances to hit the cover for me, missed on both of the final drives in the fourth quarter. And there's, you know, I think they're just waiting to – get to the end of the season so they can draft another quarterback. But I really, really thought Jacksonville's seven and a half was enough for them. I thought it'd be a four or five point game. But anyway, I I lost that one. That was my third loss of the week. Um, And then, Jared, go ahead and round it out with your final one. I've actually got a couple games left here. Um, I'll I'll go to my big miss of the week. Um, I liked the Bears getting six points, so they were plus six against the Rams. Uh you know, Bears were five and one, Rams were four and two. 
Bears have a pretty stout defense. I thought, uh, you know, Big Dick Nick Foles was going to keep them in the game, but he turned man. out to be Big Big Trick Nick uh, <laughs> in this game. You, just, I can't trust just, Foles. Yeah, and I, I you know, I should have known better because I was, I've been on the Rams for most of the season. I, I think I bet on them like the previous two or three weeks, and I really like their defense. It's really strong. So I, I just thought the Bears would keep it close enough because of their defense, but the Rams were able to throw the ball down the field. This game was never really close. Rams ended up winning twenty-four to ten, and Bears didn't even really have a chance to cover in this one. So it was uh, that, that that was a bad miss on my part. Yeah, but again, the Rams' mm-hmm. defense is good. They, they're good. Um, you weren't wrong yeah. there. So. It's just Nick Foles is not trustable. Like, I, I don't think the Bears offense can do anything. I'll, I'll bet against Nick Foles any day of the week, personally. But uh, that's just – I think that's just me. <laughs> he'll win the big game. I mean, in the playoffs, he'll win you a big game. Yeah. But in, in the regular season, he's you yeah. know disappoint you. But anyway, yeah. my, my final game, I guess you do have one more because you, you went over one that we both had. So my final game is Pittsburgh versus Tennessee over 50-and-a-half. So that that was very significant. The final score was uh, the final total was fifty one. So mm. ba- barely covered. But the Titans did miss a field goal at the end of regulation that would have sent it to overtime, which would have easily covered it. Um, there were <clears throat> many more opportunities for them to score. The Steelers jumped out and looked like far and away the better team in the first half. They I think they led twenty four seven at halftime. Um, they took the opening possession of the second half down for a field goal, so 27-7, and it really did start to look like they were going to run away with it. And then Tannehill to A.J. Brown for a bomb touchdown, and then Tennessee's defense decided yeah. to wake up, and then Pittsburgh started to look rattled. Roethlisberger started throwing picks, and Tennessee made a game of it. And then, like I said, Goskowski's a bum, and he missed a 45-yard field goal that would have sent it to overtime. Uh, which the Titans had all of the momentum in the world, probably would have won overtime. But in a game that opened where Pittsburgh was the favorite at the beginning and then it swung to Tennessee minus one, it, it had better sweating till the final seconds. Um, I felt good that I got it at 50 and a half uh, when that final touchdown was scored to, to give me the over. It was a, it was a highly talked about and highly bet game this this week. Yeah, I I, I think I texted you in the first half when Pittsburgh was just taking them to the woodshed, and I was like, "Wow, Pittsburgh is really good." And then later on, Tennessee pulls close, and I was like, "What was I saying about Pittsburgh?" But yeah, Tennessee's a really good team, and and they they pulled close, and I liked that bet. I mean, fifty and a half, you know, two teams that uh, Tennessee scored in the thirties almost every game. Pittsburgh's got a high-scoring offense, um, so yeah, I, it, that game could have gone way over fifty and a half. So I felt shows you felt how good, good Vegas is, too. though. Like it shows you how right. good they are. Like it ended at fifty-one, and it was just yeah. I, I got it earlier, and I, I, it might have been fifty-one at close. You know, so maybe oh, yeah. some people did get it at fifty-one because yeah. I know that it was a heavily wagered on game. But I was happy uh, to get it where I was. I agree totally with you. I knew it was going to be a close, so I didn't want to bet the the spread because Tennessee's been in a lot of single digit you know one two three point games but anyway 
Um, what, what's your final yep. one um, oh, before we I, move I, on I, to I, next I, week's picks? I, I saved the best for last, which oh, was yeah? maybe the game, game of the year so far in the NFL. It was the, the Sunday night game between Arizona and Seattle. Oh, I had yeah. Ar- Arizona as a three-and-a-half-point underdog playing at home. I just thought, you know, they would be super hyped to play Seattle. Seattle started off the game and and really took control early. And I thought, boy, this this is this is not looking good. Russell Wilson's going to cook. Um, game, you know, went back and forth, and then uh, Arizona pulled close. And it was just such a range of emotions. And this this is how you'll learn about betting. And kind of how game flow works and what you want. So Seattle was actually up three late in the game and had the ball late. Like really? And yeah, like had the ball late and, you know, they were only up three. So I'm still covering by a half a point. And then you have to start thinking about, okay, maybe I just want Seattle to go ahead here and get a first down and kneel and and end the game, like kneel the clock out and, and finish the game. Because if they punt the ball back to Arizona, which they did, and Arizona comes down and kicks a field goal and ties the game, which they did, (laughs) then when a game goes to overtime, Seattle could get the ball first, which they did. (laughs) And if they go down and score a touchdown, which they did, (laughs) but... But it got called back for a penalty, thankfully. Oh, that was nuts. Um, yeah, and then I mean, talk about like just a wild, wild game. And when Seattle got the ball first in overtime, I was like, "This is over. Seattle's going to score a touchdown. No, you know, hands down, this game's over." That happened. The penalty called back a touchdown that would have ended the game. Arizona gets a you know trade and field goal misses and all this stuff. Arizona actually finally wins the game at the very end of overtime. So you know, I won the bet, no problem, but. Just what an absolute thriller of an NFL game. I think it was the game of the year thus far and and kind of a good way to close out uh, close out the betting. I think on Twitter, didn't Big Cat from Barstool Sports say something yes. like that was you know, harder than a 9-to-5? Yes. Yep. I, like, I like that tweet because I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that was sweating more than any other bet that it, you know and not that i had a ton of money on it or anything but it was more wanting to win for the pick segment sure. than, than anything sure you know again, just rooting interest to, whatever the hell oh, your yes. rooting interest is and you don't have yes. to be a millionaire to listen to the scared money podcast yeah. like we want you to be betting five to thirty dollars on these games you know we don't want you betting your yeah. freaking mortgage on it like feed, yeah. your, feed your family yeah. we're in a damn pandemic you, yeah. buy yourself a <laughs> yes. new mask for all i care yeah like yeah. what what we care about is these parlays see all i want to do okay. is be able to cash out good one week so i can go buy a ps5 that's my goal all right man well then you just gotta well, hit some yeah. of these four or five 12 team parlays that we'll about to throw <laughs> at you in the next segment so join yeah. us so that okay. was our that was our weekly review next week hayden you'll be on there so we'll be a little bit more succinct so that you can add yours in there um if you have zero reviews from the week then you can just say i have zero reviews i was right i was wrong uh, whatever it might be um but on the next segment we're gonna play our <clears throat> excuse me we're gonna give you our week eight picks what we like for some plays there what we like for some daily fantasy values and we got a couple of stories to get you on the road so um we'll catch you on the next side
Final segment of the show where we're going to tell you what our picks are for the upcoming week. All of our episodes are going to drop on either Friday afternoon, evenings, or on Saturday morning. So you should have them for each week. Um, as long as we can get our timing down once we start, that will be our cadence. So we're going to give you our picks for the upcoming week, week eight. Um, I'll give you a start. Uh, we pick five against the spread. You can either take the points or the over under, or you can even take them on the money line. Uh, if you don't want to, but I don't know why you would do that when you can take the points in this, but you know, unless you're just doing it for juice on the side. But uh, anyway, so that's how we're making our picks. I'll go first. I got Atlanta, Carolina, the Thursday night game. I just talked about Carolina and my picks before. Um, I'm taking the over in this game. Carolina's actually the favorite. Um, I believe by two points. So we're going to go ahead and take Carolina the over in this game. I think Atlanta themselves is going to score into the 30s. Carolina will put something up late to hit the late cover for me. So Atlanta, Carolina over 49. My second pick of the week is going to be the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. These two teams always play each other tough, but two very high-powered offenses. I thought 46.5 points was really low for this game. I told you guys in the first segment that I love playing the over-under and the totals. Life's too short to play the under. Give me the (laughs) 46.5 over, easy over in this game. All right, my third play is another uh, total play. Uh, I like San Francisco, Seattle to go over the 54 points. Seattle's offense is maybe one of the most high-powered in the entire league. Their defense is one of the worst in the entire league. That leads to a lot of high-scoring shootout type of games. Kyle Shanahan's offense in San Francisco is definitely poised to give it to him. The game is in Seattle. I think there will be a need for the final score. We'll win the game. Uh, I think the game goes over 54 points easy. Um, Those are my three over or under plays of the week. Uh, Moving on to my fourth play of the week, uh, we're going with Buffalo versus New England. The game is in Buffalo. Home game, they're favored by three and a half points. This is going to be, I think, a later move of the line. The closer to game time that you get, you'll probably see the line move. Um, But New England's terrible. They New even when Cam Newton's in the game, they're terrible. They don't have a quarterback. Their defense is very suspect. They've got so many people that have opted out for the season. It's really starting to show in their defense. Three and a half points for Buffalo is an absolute gift for a home <laughs> game. Um, give me that. Give me that all day long. Uh, my fifth final game. I'm actually going to decide on Philadelphia versus Dallas. I'm going to double down on what I said earlier about how bad Dallas is. I don't care if Andy <laughs> Dalton's playing. I don't care if Danucci's playing. I don't care if your local bodega owner <laughs> is is running the quarterbacks for the, for the Dallas Cowboys. I want every single bit of that that's not double-digit action against the Cowboys. So the line opened at 7.5. It's moved to 8. I'll even take it at 8, even though I originally had it at 7.5 since it recording. It's at 8. I'll take it at 8. Um, Philadelphia, I think Carson Wentz is going to have a big, big week against that awful Dallas defense. I'm looking for a 5-0 and week. Guaranteed winners right here on Scared Money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared, what do you got for your five plays this week? 
It's your boy, Big Earn, coming in with his five hot picks. Uh, no, but, but uh, I like uh, the first uh, Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. I also have action on this game. I actually like Pittsburgh getting three and a half points. I probably shouldn't do this, like com- the common opponent thing, but Kansas City actually went into Baltimore earlier this year and just had their way with them. I feel like Pittsburgh and Kansas City are the two best teams in the AFC right now. And anytime a, a team like that is getting three and a half points, give me Pittsburgh and the three and a half points. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco, I'm also betting on this game, but I like Seattle at home minus the three points. I feel like Russell Wilson, after that game last week, he's going to come back, always plays well at home. I like them by at least a field goal for the push or more. Um, So give me Seattle in that game. I'm also on Buffalo minus three and a half against New England. I mean, I think the real, real discussions need to be had is does New England stink? I think they do. I think Cam Newton stinks. Put Jared Stidham in. I don't care. He stinks. Um, I, I just I like Buffalo here at home. They kind of have a, a, a get right opportunity going back home. They've played a couple games to where I, I feel like they're uh, they're a little bit off the schneid. So they're going to get things righted here at home in a big way against New England. Uh, my fourth game, I like Detroit plus three at home against the Colts. I think Detroit's been playing some pretty good football lately, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like Phillip Rivers is washed up. Matt Stafford's actually playing some pretty good football. DeAndre Swift, the running back for Detroit, has had some some really nice games here recently. They're at home. They're an underdog. I like them to win the game outright, but give me the three points there. Um, My last but not least, homer pick. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins plus four at home as part of my Have You Heard segment this week. Um, being the big Dolphins fan, uh, my big news is that Tua Tungavailoa, our starting quarterback this week, he was the number five pick in the draft. Last year, we, we pretty much tanked the whole season to get that draft pick. We drafted our guy. He's the starter this week. Um, I, I feel like we can keep the game close. I feel like we're going to put some pressure on the Rams. It's going to be a fairly a, a more low-scoring game, and I feel like we're going to cover the four points um, there and get the job done. So those are my five picks. I think, Wade, you were going to go over Hayden's picks. Yeah, you and I, we've talked about how we're not professionals by any stretch of the imagination. We're obviously not millionaires, but we're not beginners at selecting You know what? You sound like goddamn rocket scientists to me, and I love it, and I believe everything you say. Yeah, well, (laughs) the the thing is, is that's the goal. Exactly. But there, there is a little bit of a method to what we're doing, and if you don't pay $300 a month to the these greasy dirt bags to to get these picks you can get the same information from us right yes we need a sponsorship uh, mm-hmm. that, that'll come that'll come but you know really quick before we get to Hayden's picks let me review so me I'm on the Atlanta Carolina over 49 Pittsburgh Baltimore over 46 and a half San Francisco Seattle over 54 Buffalo minus three and a half versus New England and Philadelphia minus eight at home versus Dallas Jared is on Pittsburgh plus three and a half versus Baltimore. 
Seattle minus three versus San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Buffalo minus three and a half versus New England. You got Detroit plus three and Miami plus four as your two more dog plays for you of the week. So, Hayden, mm-hmm. we move on to your picks. You made five. You're going to start your record now, and you are a resident yes. ev- every man. So, before you read mine, mine were complete from me. I did not ask you about these things prior to it. Yeah, full disclosure. I mean, you downloaded the DK Sportsbook app, no sponsorship necessary, right before we hit the to record To prepare button. as yeah. a real human being. Yeah. And I said, you know what? This is what I feel like. And I think that's how I'm going to do it every week. Before we talk on the show, I'm going to go ahead and have mine in and done. And your opinions aren't going to sway sway me from what my picks were. I like it. I like it. So the first game of the week that you picked was the Atlanta-Carolina game. Mm-hmm. You you basically are making me feel better about mine because I think you're going to be our resident savant. Yep. You, know? you took Carolina minus two versus Atlanta. So you want to you defend your pick? No, that, was, that one was the one of my five where I just said, you know what? Just gonna pick one. Feel that that that, one, that, that yeah. one was the total feel pick of the week. Well, what what really is minus yeah. two anyway? And that's why I decided to bet the over. You know, I mean, that's a pick 'em game is mm-hmm. the way I look at exactly. it. Exactly. So you're either gonna win or lose the bet, regardless of the score. <laughs> is kind of the way I look at those games. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you there. So okay, let's just hope it's a high powered game because I got the over. Um, your second pick is Buffalo minus three and a half in New England. That's all three of us that mm-hmm. are on the Bills. That means it's a surefire loss. But I want you to defend <laughs> it. I want you to. Here's defend my points: it. the Bills have sucked for too long. Oh, ouch! And the Patriots have been good for too long. They suck now. And now that they're doing terrible, I just I, I will probably bet against the Patriots frequently. Like you, I'm you'll, gonna do you'll the, see, exactly. the Cowboys. You will see this frequently throughout the season because I'm a firm Patriot hater. Um in football that is, not in, you know, the real world. America. <laughs> in life. But uh I, I when I saw that it was like a three second decision, I was like, Oh yeah, Bills for hundred percent, let's go. Yeah, three and a half's a gift, right? Yeah, They're at really, home. Exactly. Come on, the Patriots are bad. I mean they know something we don't know always, but that one just seems like a gift. So, again, Jared's on Bovada. We're on DK Sportsbook. Again, just hopeful, hoping for sponsorships, but not looking for them. Um, <laughs> you have Miami at three and a half. He's got them at four. But you have the Dolphins plus three and a half versus the Rams. What were you thinking when you took that pick? 100% because it was a tribute to Big Earn. Yes, sir. No, no, you knew he was a good. Dolphins fan. 100% tribute. Yeah. Okay. I said, oh, I have juju here. I like this. Yes, I I, I am. I am trying to to contribute to the juju. One hundred percent. Bigger and pick, and you took my bills at minus three and a half. So I guess the juju does does make sense. So I'll I'll take it too, man. I like that shout out. Big the big earn pick. I said these are all gut picks. Yeah. Yeah, just looking at the board and saying, you know what, this one, this one, this one, this this one. Well, I mean, Atlanta does suck. You know, the (laughs) Patriots do suck. So I mean. Big Earn is is cool. So you know, yeah. <laughs> Big Earn is cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're <laughs> so you're far so right, good. You're on the right track. All right, your fourth pick. <laughs> you have Chargers. Okay, so the Chargers, like I, I talked about, Justin Herbert, high powered offense they have now. He is legit. I don't care what anybody says. I'm waiting for the next three guys on their team to tear their ACL though, and them to be totally depleted. But you got a minus three and a half at Denver. 
So what were you thinking when you saw Chargers Broncos? This is not to be uh, overdoing it, but another tribute pick. Oh, to my boy David. Oh, Chargers fan. Chargers fan, like go. die hard, like let's fight about it. And uh, I said, you know what? This week pick goes out to David, and I uh, hope you're doing well, dude. Yeah, we'll have him on as a guest picker. We need to do uh, that. Oh, absolutely. Let's reach out to him. Let's have our producer do that. 100%. Reach, reach out to him. His Our people get in, you know. So um, he's, a, he's a roofer now. Like, he's he's a big businessman. He's like He ain't self- putting the nails in. No. He's don't, a, don't miscommunicate no, that. He's a proprietor, <laughs> yeah. I should say. What, what, what are they? He's an entrepreneur. So, exactly. Anyway. Like I said, he ain't putting the nails in. <laughs> no. All right. Well, let's have him on as a guest. Uh, sidebar. Anyway, uh, and then your final pick. I love this game. I thought it was a college football line when I saw it. But I'm a Chiefs fan. Jared is is currently living. Jared, you're probably what you're less than an hour yep. from the stadium yourself, from where you live. So yeah, yeah, about forty five minutes. Uh, yeah, yep. Chiefs fan, group Chiefs fans, but both of us, you know, had side teams. I guess you could say that we cared about a little bit yeah. more than the Chiefs side while teams. while they sucked. Um, yeah. And anyway, Chiefs minus nineteen and a half versus the Jets. You're on the side of the Chiefs. So what what were you? I mean, obviously. Not knowing much about betting, you know, nineteen and a half is a much bigger number than the rest of them. It is. Seeing. This is my risky bet, but I feel like it's valid uh, because the Jets are god dang terrible. They're I, bad, and I think the Chiefs are going to cover. I mean, just plain and simple. Okay, so so give me a score estimation oh. that you maybe had flash in your head that made you think mm. that twenty points was was simple. I'm thinking like somewhere in the. Like the thirty-six to twelve range. I mean, that's totally possible. It is possible, but weird numbers. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with thirty-six, twelve. They go for two, and there's a lot of field goals these days. Shit, yeah. the Bills kicked six of them last week. Exactly. So, point is, is I think the Jets are terrible, and and they're gonna and the Chiefs are gonna cover. Well, see, we are gonna keep track of all of these picks. Watch you go five and zero, right? And um, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, beginner's I'm, luck. I'm going to put my, – my bet is in there. I'm going to put the real money in. We're, we're going to do this for we're real. We're here in Tennessee. To the recording date, October 28th, something like that. On Sunday, November 1st, it becomes legal. Oh, yeah. So, so, I, so I can't put my real money down this week. But next can. week uh, – Oh, just, I can. You can. Just I just can't not, cash out. Not until Sunday. Oh, well, I so don't plan to the, anyways. If the line moves between now and Sunday – because we're recording on Wednesday. If the line moves between now and then, the number might be different. But you can still bet on these games on Sunday. So be ready. Be ready, ready. to hit submit because I'm doing the same thing. I'm putting money on mine. Just, you know, why the hell else would I be talking to our listeners about them like I care about them? I'm not shilling them a bunch of bullshit. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm putting my real $25 down. $25 to $25. I ain't rich, but I need we're, toilet paper. This is the real man's... <laughs> Real, regular man's betting show. You better believe it. And we drink whiskey. That's right. Yes. Yeah, it's what we do. So, okay, uh, Jared, you had uh, one thing we're going to add each week is some fantasy, some daily fantasy football, excuse me, daily fantasy football advice, news, value plays that we see. Our, Our show is all about value, where we think that our players and our listeners can get it. So, what are, you, what are you thinking for the daily fantasy value you've seen this week? Sure, sure. And for those folks that, that might be new to the show, um, you know, I think a lot of people have heard of fantasy football. You play and you draft and you have season-long leagues. Um, daily fantasy is simply every single weekend you can draft a new team 
of players. You have a, a salary cap of I think it's I don't know seventy five thousand or, or it somewhere varies around depending there. On your service, yeah, yeah. D- depending on the site, and so then you get to buy players based on their cost and put your best team together. And if you score the most points, you can win up to a million dollars or whatever the the tournament allots for. So. What I, what we're gonna do for the daily fantasy plays is is look at what what we call some value picks. So uh, you know we're not gonna look at okay uh, Javante Adams, the you know best wide receiver in the league, or Julio Jones that are nine ten thousand. We're looking at guys that are good plays at a good value where we think there might be some big upside. So I've actually got two guys on the same team. Um, I tried to pick a quarterback, a, a running back, and a wide receiver first i actually like jimmy g uh jimmy garoppolo is playing against seattle seattle has the 31st ranked pass defense in the nfl um so everybody is throwing the ball on them their run defense is middle of the pack but their pass defense is worst in the nfl in terms of yardage and jimmy g right now on FanDuel is going for sixty six hundred dollars so, um, you know, if you build build up some higher uh, place uh, elsewhere, then that might be a good value at quarterback if you're looking for some value there. Um, running back, somebody you've probably never heard of, Jamichael Hasty is running back this week for the 49ers. Ooh, I like so, that one. I like that one. So, yeah, he's going to get a lot of play. He, um, after uh, uh, Jeff Wilson's injury in the Patriots game, uh, Jermichael Hasty, I think he had uh, like six carries for 60 yards and a t- average like 6.3 yards a carry. Was a stud in that game. A lot of people were high on him coming into the year. Uh, good Kyle Shanahan running back. They're going to run the ball. He's going to get a majority of the work this week at $5,600. So great value play there at the running back. And then at the wide receiver position, I like T. Higgins against Tennessee, $6,000 at the wide receiver spot. He's had two big games in a row. Uh, Joe Burrow has really uh, started to target him a lot. I think he had 10 catches for 125 yards and two weeks ago last week he had seven catches, 70-some yards, and a touchdown. So I like T. Higgins, uh, wide receiver for a good value play there. So. Wade, what do you like this week? Yeah, so I don't really have a whole lot to add to that because I like a lot of those same plays. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, Henry Ruggs, I really like him. The Cleveland okay. second, Cleveland secondary is absolutely terrible. I think Vegas is going to have another one of those bounce-back games where um, it's a shootout like they were against the Chiefs. I think Henry Ruggs mm-hmm. starts to see more targets because they have to open up the offense. They have to score more points. He's $4,900 in DraftKings. I think he's the way to go. Um, I didn't really see a whole lot of running back value. I liked your hasty play. He's only 5000 in the DraftKings side of things. You play FanDuel, I play DraftKings. Mm-hmm. But without full injury reports out yet, you don't really know if Joe Mixon's going to go. If, if he Joe Mixon doesn't go, then I like Giovanni Bernard again. Um, if Chris Carson doesn't go, then I like maybe Travis Homer. You know, it, I guess it kind of mm-hmm. depends on, on a couple of the final injury reports. But I think you're spot on. Uh, with quarterback, uh, you can't get much more value than a brand new rookie playing his first game at Tua. Tua is only fifty six hundred, but then again, 
You said Jimmy G. He's going up against the worst defense in the entire league in Seattle. He's only 5,400 in DraftKings. So I say you start building nice. from there, and, and you can find some really good value in other places. Um, my only DFS note is get a defense that you know is going to score you some points. I don't care how expensive they cost. If you're rolling, yeah. the, if you're rolling the dice with a defense and they end up with a zero, then it's going to end up costing you the chance to win some money. So get the defense that you need that you know is going to score some points, period, end of story. That's my tip for the week. Okay. So, nice. um, But speaking, like of, speaking of fantasy football and speaking of DraftKings, my have you heard that I've got for the week is actually a crazy one. Uh, you've probably heard it, Jared. Uh, it's a story about a better in uh, the most recent game, Monday night game. It was the Bears-Rams, correct? <clears throat> yes. And uh, this guy was winning the million-dollar prize. So he was in first place of a contest that has like 176000 I was in the same contest. Cost like ten or fifteen dollars to enter. I don't remember. This is a uh, a a week a daily draft, right? Yeah, yeah. Where where you can pick a certain number of players, and this was a particular tournament where you picked players for just one game instead of a bunch of different games and a bunch of different players. Oh, you can only pick players from a game from one game. Oh, so, that that definitely makes it more interesting. I like that. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that will end up having the same lineup as you if you pick the most popular players. And mm-hmm. that, that never ends up working out, right? One of the players that you select ends up getting one and a half times the points that they earn. So depending on who you select for that top spot really matters. Okay. So anyway, you get to build your lineup that way. And this guy is in first place by himself in the million-dollar contest when the game ends. And it is like pandemonium in his house. He's a million-dollar winner, showing up there by himself, million dollars, showing up in his account. He goes out to what he says, walk the dog. And he comes back in from walking the dog, refreshes it maybe 30 minutes later after he contacts his whole family and tells them that he just won a million dollars. And it had went from his total winnings at a million dollars to his total winnings of $3,000. What had happened was there was what's called a stat correction. So the final scorekeeper went back on a play that happened at like the three-minute mark of the fourth quarter and changed what was originally credited as a sack to a minus rushing play. So he, this guy, had the Chicago Bears. Holy cow. He had the Chicago Bears defense, and his defense got a point for the sack. So that's what vaulted him to number one right and then when they changed it to a negative rushing play he lost the point for a sack and fell from first place to sixth place and he was tied with 18 other people in sixth place and only ended up winning three thousand dollars for his entry so like (laughs) like uh is right i've I've never i've never seen it where it was a stat correction but he, okay, but to be, but to be totally somebody. fair, he did only pay fifteen dollars to play this game, correct? Well, he put in like forty entries. Oh, but okay, okay. One okay. of his entries was this particular yeah. one, yeah, that had this number of points. He ended up, I think, I think the final cash for him was like thirty five hundred dollars on forty six entries that mm-hmm. he had. Yeah, as I was to say, he lost money. 
Well, no. If it was million. only ten dollars, then he then it was four hundred and sixty bucks, and he won thirty five hundred. Oh, so just kidding. It was he was positive money, but what he wasn't a millionaire. Oh yeah, like yeah. I, I've seen instances, Jared. I don't know about you, but I've seen instances where a quarterback kneeling at the end of a game gives them a negative rushing yard, which has cost someone thousands of dollars. I've never seen anything where it costs someone a million dollars for a, a simple yeah. stat correction like that. The, the, yeah, I mean, I, think I, about being sick. Uh, like, well, I'd have already I, spent half of that money, dude. Like it, uh, 30 minutes, five yeah. minutes, I'd have spent it. Like it had, been, <laughs> I, it had already been done. Oh, yeah. Like you go to bed. I mean, well, for one, you probably don't go to bed because you're like, we won the lottery. And then, like, you convince your wife that, hey, this this stupid fantasy game that I'm playing just won us a million dollars. This is crazy. And then the next day, you're and like, you oh, write, and you just mind. lay into her and you <laughs> say, you yeah. know, you give me yeah. all this shit about all yeah. what I do, and look at what it finally paid off. Yeah. And then it gets all taken away from you. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's karma. That's life. That's marriage, man. Like that. That's like in <laughs> in a nutshell. Like that's what it is. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely, I felt that's so. I stuff. felt so bad for the guy, you know. That's tough because I I yeah. want that. I've I've been close. Like Jared saw my. I showed him a picture of my ticket, but um, I've won more playing online poker back when I was in college. But I cashed a four hundred dollar week on DraftKings the other week because I I had the right lineup, but I was one player away. My quarterback was Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. and he scored twelve points. If my quarterback would have been Deshaun Watson, who I was using in a different lineup, who scored like 35 points, I would have legitimately been looking at $15,000 mm. and in all of the different tournaments that I was entered in. Instead, I won $400. So, I mean, I'll take the $400. I'm gonna yes. just, I'm just gonna blow it on other bets, anyways. You know that that's fine. But it, it, uh, it sure hurt when I already knew the answer to the test i just didn't give the right answer to the test like i was right. i was i was pissed at myself but um it'll come back i'll be a millionaire by the end of the season right i'm not yeah about doesn't it. matter listen guys this this was our pilot episode i i think that it was a lot of fun we obviously have some experience doing this so i'm sure the listeners are like what are you talking about first episode you guys are sound like professionals oh and we are extremely yeah. professional it's because we are mm -hmm. thank you very much we only use the most expensive equipment yeah and we are the number one rated podcast on whatever media you're using right now only five star number reviews one. that's it yes sir <laughs> yeah don't have a bad one <laughs> so more of that to come Twitter, uh, Facebooks, all of that, the social snap face, that stuff, TikToks these days, all of that to come. I, I know that you're desperately waiting. But thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, on behalf of Jared, Hayden, we will catch you on the next one. Scared money, don't make sense. Great cash, homie. I don't shine shoes, I don't tape ankles, I don't cut checks. Great cash, homie. Everybody, one clap, one clap, one clap, one clap.